What's up everyone, we're back and we wanted to talk about an old video that became really popular, but at the time, I don't think Blake and I really thought that it was something that influencers cared as much about. And the video was us talking about, should you take equity or should you take cash? And so we wanted to do a second version of that as we just announced within Night Media that we'll be opening Night Ventures which is a $20 million fund to invest in emerging tech. And Blake also runs a venture capital firm called Ludlow. And I think you guys just f finished raising what? Yeah, $60 million third fund? $60 million fund. So I think this is gonna be a good conversation. What I really wanna get into is how should creators be thinking about this ecosystem? Should they be investing? And then what do we think is the future of venture capital? Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm excited and congrats. I mean, obviously, I've known this has been in the works for for a little <laughs> bit, but I'm 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 glad that it's out there. And I mean, you've obviously made some incredible investments so far. But I guess just from your angle, how are you thinking about it? We we talked about it on the last episode around this topic, but how do you think about creators approaching this space? Uh, should they be investing? Are there creators? I, I maybe just explaining just how venture funds work and, and that yeah. side of it of like from an LP or investors in the fund. Do you have creators that work with Night Media as investors in your fund and are they seeing upside in investments that Night Media makes? Like what does that look like? Yeah, so uh, let's first back up. So let's go to like Blake and I met, I'd say what, two years ago, two and a half years ago. Yep. And Blake was really out and you told me you were trying to meet all the managers in the space and you're trying to learn more about the creator economy. And yep. I started learning a little bit more about, you know, Ludlow Ventures and venture capital and like how this whole ecosystem works. So to be honest, this all kind of originated from like an idea that Blake had, which was, hey, why are you guys at Night Media not like investing in tech? Because what, what I always say is like being a, a talent manager is actually about access. Like it's not about being a talent manager, it's about access to everything else. And when you have that large access, investing in like software and, and emerging technology and all these other things, like it, it becomes like one piece of the puzzle, I think, in like new age management companies. And you were like one of the first ones to really say this to me as, as we were kind of meeting and talking for the first time. And so it's like nice to finally be able to announce it two years later after I think you and I originally had that conversation. So I think I'm gonna put the question back on you is like at the time, you know, I think you were already thinking about like, hey, I think these management companies, at least the ones at the top are uniquely positioned to start these pseudo venture studio, venture capital firms. One, like what made you think of that? And then we can get into like, what yeah, is a venture I'll, I'll capital really. <laughs> firm? Like what are LPs and a little bit of the structure that I'll let you kind of take? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I think at the time, it, really the core key insight for me was that venture capital or investing in early stage is becoming more and more competitive as there's just more funds and there's a lot more options. Like uh, raising venture capital for software companies right now uh, is incredibly competitive when those teams are good. And the, the venture firms that win have a unique edge or they have unique access, which goes back to what you were talking about before. I think when it comes to consumer companies, there are, uh, it's hard to think of a better person to have investing in your company than creators that you are building for or uh, creators that you are going to partner with to promote this later on. And management companies, if you view managers as the one that really are, are the main uh, key people 
that manage the relationship between creators and these companies, having the management companies uh, aligned with your company is really, really smart. And so I think when, when we were talking, you know, we were investors in Honey, and mm-hmm. I, it was always like, oh my gosh, imagine if, if Jimmy and Knight Media were investors in Honey with us. And I think if you just like... I think there was a path, like it, not at that time, because at the time that you were working with them, they were already pretty late stage. Yeah. But like, if you go back in in time uh, and you worked with them earlier, then there might have been a path to either invest or get equity in exchange for promotions. Like all of those things are on the table, and I think those learnings or just trying to be more future thinking, that is where I think you are now, where you're like, okay, wow, like we have real influence our, our talent has real influence and we have real access and that's a real value add within this entire ecosystem yeah yeah that's an incredible explanation of like why we ended up launching a venture studio so now let's talk a little bit about like how do venture capital firms work how are they structured and then like what types of deals are you guys looking at and then i can kind of talk a little bit about what we were looking at yeah i i mean so a venture firm from like the highest level is is really general partners and then there's there's sometimes people underneath them like principals and associates but the people that they raise their money from it's like you know we have a 60 million dollar fund that does not mean that my partners and i have 60 million dollars that is our own money that we are investing here we raise from other investors those are called limited partners or lps those lps can be either high net worth individuals or they can be you know college endowments they could be banks they could be any type of institution that you can think of uh, and those lps are basically investing and in, on the idea or belief that you have proprietary deal flow and access right that's otherwise they would just invest themselves in the in companies mm-hmm. if they thought that they were getting access to those deals or they were good at picking those deals or whatever it might be and so for our fund, right, like we, for, for Ludlow Ventures, we, we go and raise from a bunch of different LPs. Those LPs are a mixture of high net worths and institutions and endowments. And we really, you know, our relationship with LPs is great. Uh, but at the end of the day, our general partners are the ones that make the decisions of what deals we do. And the day-to-day is we're a team of three general partners. And we go and find those uh, deals, we communicate with the three of us and, and ultimately decide on which deals that we invest in. We typically do maybe one deal a month is, is how we invest in one company a month. And yeah. we don't have a clear like focus other than we're trying to invest at, at the seed stage and pre-seed stage. We're very generalists in nature. Like we invest all across the board in terms of types of companies. I think for you, you guys probably have a different approach, but I'd love to hear how you're thinking about it all. How many How many deals do you guys look at a month oh. to then just invest in one specific deal. Oh my gosh. Uh, I would say north of like, you know, actually talk to the amount of companies. I would yeah. say we probably talk to like 150, 200 companies a month. Uh, and, you know, of that, you know, we're doing one deal if that. And, and there's some months where we don't do any deals, uh, but we talk with a lot of companies and, uh, you know, most of my day is, is talking with companies or talking with our portfolio companies. And so that's really yep. the, how the bulk of my schedule is lined up. Yeah. Well, and you and I have done a few deals now together. 
Uh, we did Backbone, which we yep. got in really early on, about 18, 24 months ago. We did yep. Italic together. Uh, yep. I'm probably blanking on a few. So we've been able to do a few deals together uh, over yep. the last like six months, and I'm sure it will continue. And yeah. so for us, like as we looked at this venture fund too, it was like step one was like, let's go to our creators and see if this is something they want. I think Backbone was like a good test of, okay, they're going to invest as individuals. We're going to invest as Night Media. Wasn't really a syndicate. It was just like, we're all going to invest. We believe in what the company is doing. Uh, and then it goes to market, right? And so we went to our we went to our creators and we were like, okay, what do you guys think about us doing a fund internally? Would you want to be limited partners in that fund? Uh, and if so, we and then if, if the answer was yes, then we kind of looked at like, okay, what do we think is safe for them to potentially invest? Because this is very high risk. Uh, yeah, and so that's one like of the step riskiest one for asset us. classes. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was like step one, and then step two. It was like what you did originally, which was like, I want to go meet all the managers. We kind of did with like all the VC firms, like let's go meet the big firms in the Valley. Let's go talk to the big firms in LA and New York. And like, let's find out who's doing gaming deals, who's doing like consumer economy, who's doing straight consumer. And so that was like step two was like, let's just go meet everyone. Uh, and after we did that, then we just kind of sat down as a team. We were like, okay, we think now is the right time for us to go raise a fund. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, it, you you raised a twenty million dollar fund, and I think my my assumption is that that's is that two hundred and fifty k. What, what's the average check size of, of that you're writing out of that? Yeah, it it depends. It's it's and it really depends on if it's like a seed round or a Series A round, but it's anywhere between like a hundred k all the way up to three hundred. Right, okay. like yeah, well, yeah. we could potentially write a bigger check, but it's probably going to be around that one to three hundred thousand range. Yeah, and, and the key piece there, I think, is that that check size allows you to be very collaborative in nature with the other funds, and I think that's you know just adds to the element of access and not stepping on anyone's toes, but being really value add. I imagine that yeah, you know your investment of. 200k into a company that's raising you know call it two million or five million or whatever it might be will be the amount of value that you you uh actually provide relative to your check size will be very high uh and and i think it's going to be really interesting how it plays out because i think you're going to get access to some incredible deals is there any like you know if a company takes investment from night media is there any like uh, assumption from those those uh, companies that they are going to get access to the talent of night media or like what does that look like as far as yeah that side of it good question yeah they they get access now whether one of our clients promotes the company or like gets involved in a deeper level is really like a separate negotiation and conversation uh, i think like what what our real value add is is like one like I like to think that, you know, I, as long as, or as well as some other people at Night Media really understand the creator community. I've, I've worked in it, you know, going on seven years. I've seen the evolution of a lot of these creators and I really understand like who has built in community and who can actually drive ROI. And so we have a little different value prop than I think most VCs do. Uh, I definitely have different value prop. And so that's kind of where we start. And then the second part of it is like, okay, now with some of our portfolio companies, like how do we think about growth right and then we we've helped some of them now put together like an influencer marketing plan who should you be using what should these deals look like how are they structured and so we've really gotten in the weeds of some of our portfolio companies on those deals as well 
Yeah, I think it's it's really valuable. I mean, the amount of insights that you have uh, from your perspective and being on the other side of this, because the the piece here that's really interesting is you've been negotiating with a lot of high growth startups for a long time, but purely from a influencer deal side of it. Yeah. And now being on a purely aligned side, I think it gets way more interesting. And you can imagine a world where if you know Mr. Beast was an investor or Night Media was an investor in uh, Honey, they might have actually gotten better deals or they would be like, you know, maybe Jimmy would be like, you know what, I'll do it for cheaper because I just want this whole thing to grow because I want this, like all, all of it to rise. Hey, I tried. When we, <laughs> when we did our first deal with Honey in 2017, Jimmy and I pushed really hard for equity because we knew that like, and, and, all, and they, I don't know what their valuation was at the time. I'm, you know, way it, more it than was, I do. It was pretty high. It, it, Probably it was, over it, a billion dollars at the time. And, yeah, and I we, mean, they were, they were in a good spot at that point. Yeah, we pushed really hard and they were not having any of it. They were yeah. like, listen, we have a lot of money. We believe in Jimmy. We're willing to pay him to do his thing, uh, yep. but we're not willing to have the equity conversation. So it hurt yep. me deep inside when I saw that $4.2 million sale to PayPal. Yep. Um, but it also a kind of light bulb went off in my head of like, I don't want this to happen again. If we really believe in a company and we really believe in the management team, then we might as well invest in the company as well and like help them get to that point quicker. Uh, and so that's like, you know, one thing with Night Ventures is what we're really focused on. And our, our creators have to be excited about the business as well. They see most of these investments that we want to make. Uh, they do a lot of the diligence with us, especially on the gaming side when we do like yep. a gaming deal. Yep. So they're incredibly valuable as well because a lot of the creators who are LPs, like they play Minecraft, they play Roblox, they have games within Minecraft. Like they, they're in this like UGC ecosystem. They know what their fans like, they know why they like that. And so when we look at those platforms, like I instantly just send it to them before I go anywhere else. And I'm like, hey, play this, what are your thoughts? Yep. And, and, and I think we are seeing a shift right now in, in venture capital where the venture capitalists that are very well connected on the creator or celebrity or media side uh, can really provide, you know, outsized value. Uh, and maybe like Clubhouse and Andreessen Horowitz is probably the mm. best example right now where you're literally seeing uh, Mark Andreessen bring in like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg and these really big names uh, come in and, and actually use the product uh, that are, are a lot around their relationships, which is just amazing. And I think uh, you can imagine something very similar happening here where uh, if Night Media is an investor in you know the next big game, uh, you can have, and, and their creators are investors in this fund as well, that's yeah. like, okay, you can imagine them wanting to naturally and organically promote these things as well. Yeah, and also if you're an entrepreneur and you're creating a business in either gaming or the creator economy, who better to invest in your company than the creators that have lived in that ecosystem? The ones yep. that like know what types of games succeed, they know what types of games make good content on their channel. Those are the people you want investing in your company. And you don't want someone at a large VC firm in LA or the Valley who probably doesn't really understand because they're not in the weeds in that community. Right. Yep. And so that's what I think is really interesting about this as well. We definitely will not be the first nor the last uh, sure. creator fund. There's been celebrity funds. Ashton Kutcher's done a great job with his. There's been other you know, celebrities that have started funds. We're definitely not the first. We may be the first for like the creator community, yep. um, but we're definitely not going to be the last. I think this is, you know, hopefully something that we announced that got a lot of other managers that's just kind of like, hey, why aren't we doing this? 
Um, and hopefully like 10 years from now, there's a some of the larger funds in the industry hopefully are creator led. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a win-win for the entire ecosystem, especially on the consumer side to have these creators have economics and the deals that they're promoting. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think it will just be really awesome to see the ripple effects of all this because I know in the last episode where we discussed this, we, we talked a lot about like, if you are a creator, should you be asking for equity? Should you be going for equity? I think the truth is that answer varies greatly depending on who you are. Becoming an LP in, in a fund like this is one solution where you do get exposure into a basket of these deals instead of having to do the one-off deal. But again, if it all depends on your interests as a creator, your level of risk, and your ultimate belief in that company. And, and I think it's going to be really exciting to see how this plays out because it's ultimately better for all these people to have upside in economics in these companies. Yeah, totally agree. Especially in the ones that are in the consumer space where they can greatly benefit from either yeah. the advice of the creator or a social media post from the creator just kind of testing a new product. So it's it's been fun, like just getting the deal flow, getting to meet entrepreneurs, getting to talk to them. Uh, my days have gotten a lot busier as, as we've started investing in companies three months ago. Uh, but I always thought that we would eventually get to this point within Night Media where we eventually had this this department inside that had a, an internal fund. So I'm glad we're finally here. It'll be interesting to see like what we invest in throughout all of 2021 and going into 2022. The crypto space is really interesting. I, I've heard so many NFT pitches to this day. Uh, yep. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're currently looking at three things, like I said before, gaming, creator economy, and then just overall consumer. Although we haven't done a lot of consumer products, uh, we're still looking at that space as well. And then what what are you guys looking at internally at Ludlow? Yeah, I mean, the truth is we're we're all over the place. Like we try and be very generalist. I lean, you know, slightly towards consumer, just mainly out of personal interest. I love to just play with, you know, products, but I, I'm, I'm a, really, we're focused more on software than anything else. Like we just love investing in, in software. And I think, we are very focused on founders more than literally anything else. Like if you look at our portfolio on LuddoVentures.com, that portfolio page is all across the board in terms of types of companies. Like that is, there is no one way to describe how we got to that other than we bet on the people. And we really do that at our core is we're betting on people and that leads us to a wide variety of places. We're yeah. big believers that founders know the future far better than we do like like we 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 don't even pretend that we know the future but uh it's it's definitely i mean we're all over the place and i'm always happy to look at anything a few portfolio companies for ludlow you got like 100 thieves uh honey and then u2s right yeah. like three <laughs> three completely separate businesses all i would say somewhat I would say 100 Thieves is definitely consumer, other yep. two definitely consumer. Um, yep. But yeah, go to Ludlow.com, Ludlow correct, to check out the portfolio uh, LudlowVentures.com, yeah, yeah. So if you're a creator, I know we've also seen a lot of creators doing angel investments, Yes. right? What, what do you think about some of the creators that have been doing angel investments? Have you had them in any of your portfolio companies? I know Sway House has been very involved with Josh and Griff. Yep, yeah, we've had a couple. I think it's it goes back to like their level of risk, they have to really believe in that company. I think angel investing, for people that aren't familiar, is you know you're typically writing a, I don't know, a personal check of I don't know, let's call it anywhere between five thousand to two hundred and fifty thousand, mm -hmm. and and you're writing that into a company uh, at an early stage, and and that's there is a level of risk that when you're trying to pick the one-off company, when you're doing the angel check of like, okay, I'm gonna bet on this one company. I think it is. 
smart if you really do believe in that company and and you see it and again when they can add outsized value and purely just by like promoting it then those are really good opportunities for them i think that uh it is risky though like it, i would be lying if i said that angel investing isn't risky uh it, it, it there is always a level of risk in just trying to one-off pick a company yeah you, you and i have talked about this a little bit and i think this is a good point if you're a creator that's angel investing that you should actually just at least be aware of if you invest in a company say let's just say challenger bank because that's become like a really popular yep. area and a lot of company a lot of companies have raised significant significant cash in the last like six months if you're investing in a challenger bank it probably eliminates you from the category right oh yeah that's, so that's also, another interesting yeah. nuance to cover there yeah so also like you need to think about it from that point of view too is like hey if i'm angel investing in this company i'm probably taking away exclusivity in that specific area because i'm gonna promote this company i'm investing in so you also in the back of your mind have to be thinking about like how much money am i either losing or can i potentially make by making this angel investment yeah there, there's opportunity cost which is different than maybe a pure investor like you know me where we don't really invest in competitors. So we have that aspect where like, mm -hmm. we're not ever gonna really invest in a competitor of two companies in the same exact space. But when you're doing it as a, a, your full-time job and you might work with some of these companies, like if we use Honey as an example, you know, if you had a, a brand deal with Honey and then you go and actually invest in a Honey competitor, that could become a potential conflict down the road where Honey's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you have uh, like equity and upside in this company that like what's going on, but you're also promoting us, I don't know if we're gonna do that brand deal anymore. And mm -hmm. that is just something that I think maybe creators aren't fully aware or fully thinking through. But the other piece that I would say is like, the reason why it's risky is if like, if you don't really know those founders, if you don't understand the entire ecosystem of like, a Challenger Banks are a perfect example of like, you might've gotten the pitch and you might've thought it was amazing but you also might not understand the entire dynamics of one, the regulatory side. You might not understand how many actual competitors there are. Like in, like there are certain pieces where when you live and breathe this space as like a full-time investor, uh, you get more insights and just like, okay, there are, you know, 50 challenger banks that are popping mm -hmm. up right now. And, you know, like you might not even know that this other one exists or that there is another one that is already bigger than this that's doing the exact same thing. And so those nuances are important to just learn and try and understand and if you are doing angel investing into these companies just really do your best to be educated because it is risky and just making sure like for me if i were to invest in a company it is purely on the team and believing that they're the best people to do it and i would say try your best to really align around that because otherwise uh it, it is risky yeah totally like good point i i totally agree if you're a creator educate yourself before you invest in, in anything i think yep. it's a good lesson uh and also know that could be it for your exclusivity in that category which could become incredibly valuable i i'll predict that in the next six months we will see 10 challenger banks spending money across different social platforms youtube instagram twitter uh, whether that's chime current I mean, I could go on step, like I could go on for days about all these challenger banks that have raised capital. And they're also focused on like user acquisition now. Um, yep. So you just need to be really careful for instances like that or in other categories that are things competitive to Honey where Honey's spending a lot of money on YouTube. So hopefully yep. that you know was helpful. Uh, hopefully this video is helpful. Wanted to talk a little bit more about this. I'm sure we'll film another episode and we should film it with someone that maybe took equity in a company that really panned out well. 
Uh, and we should probably do like a follow on to like equity versus cash because that episode has gotten popular. And it's probably, I know you said it's like one of the episodes that you probably get the most questions about. Yeah, I would say I have tons of founders that reach out and actually watching that and trying to understand how to approach it from that angle of just mm -hmm. like, okay, how do I even think about positioning this to creators and getting them on board? Because there are tons of benefits of having these creators on, vault, on board as well. And uh, I think, you know, hopefully we can get someone as a guest that, that's either a founder that's brought on creators as investors or uh, a creator that's maybe directly invested in companies because I think getting those perspectives will be really valuable here. Without question. So thanks guys. 